Hello! Welcome to The Wizard's Respites, the show where we talk about all things TTRPG and nerddom and funness. Uh, as always, I am Ash, your host of the show today, and I am joined by Zach. Zach, how are you doing? Hi, everybody. Don't worry about my voice. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but uh, <laughs> other than that, I'm all right. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to do the show. I'm excited. I am too. I think this is going to be a fun show. Uh, we're going to be talking about our favorite actual play podcast today. But before we do that, uh, we, we've we uh, been spoken to by our audience. We got some audience comments that we'd like to, to respond to. Zach, uh, yeah, what do you any, got over there? Anyway, any way you guys want to comment to us, we'll try and read them out since our audience is still nice and small. Uh, it's something I like to do on the video game podcast on, on Old Man Gaming, so I, I love that uh, we're doing it here too. We just haven't gotten comments before. So right off the bat, we got Philbilly33 up. Uh, Hank Riggins fears no vampire. And I can go ahead and say that Hank Riggins is his hunter in uh, the garage game of World of Darkness. And uh, he's got a really interesting character there because that character just wants to kill vampires like that's like his whole goal in life and does not realize how strong they are so like he's just and he keeps winning though because you've been around phil it's impossible to kill phil or her phil so he's having fun with it because he gets to play him with this like sense of overconfidence uh because he's he's already killed one vampire <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and that was from our World of Darkness uh, podcast, right? Yes, this is all from our World of Darkness podcast two weeks ago. You guys can check it out on Spotify or YouTube or just go to wizardsrestbite.com. Um, then we got Jackie, otherwise known as Hope Child uh, in the TMNT and Other Strangeness. She had three different comments, so I'm going to go through them. The first one is White Wolf started in 1986. Wow. I was a whole year old. Well, you made me feel old, Jackie, because I was I was four. So, uh, so yeah. But White Wolf is one of the old schoolies, the old school ones, the oh, yeah. ones, the ones from the before time, before the yeah. nerds were cool. And and back then it was kind of wild west for RPG. Yeah, that, they were new, relatively yes. new. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you uh, had Gary Gygax off. and D&D, and then after that, like, you didn't have any systems to base anything off of, you know? I think that's why kind of we're in a golden age for RPGs, because, like, first of all, it's more widely accepted thanks to what we're going to talk about today, but second of all, it's just like, you have all these systems, you have basically, like, do and do not maps, you know, uh, yeah. uh, of what to do. Uh, and then you can just tailor make your system to what you want it to be. Uh, it's a it's a homebrewer's golden age, I would say. I would, and you know, it is a golden age. Things are getting popular. I just want to throw one thing out there for the old timers and and for those who who started this whole thing. Thank you for starting this off. I mean, honestly, like, uh, it's I really feel like yes, we're in an era where games are getting like more polished. But somebody had to be the trailblazer, you know. Somebody yeah. had to start this off, yeah. and those were those old school games back in the '80s and, and late '70s. Well, and I don't throw any shade their way. I mean, you've got to think like yeah. they they kind of had an idea of what they wanted to do, and no real roadmap whatsoever of how to do it. You know, 
so it just it just became a thing, you know. Um, so they had to they had to just write it from the scratch, you know. Like you and I, when we go to make a game or make a supplement for a game, we can take a lot of different our gaming experience and go. This is what we want it to be. This is what we want. These guys were like, I want to pretend to be a werewolf, and I want to pretend to be a werewolf with other people. How do I do that? Well, I guess I'll make it up, and then they made up the system from there, you know. So yeah. that's uh, that, that. That's I. I have no shade towards them, um, and my nitpicks reflect my 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 irritations with them. But that's not to say that they weren't trailblazers. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You have to start somewhere, and that's how you build. And yeah. even when I was talking about it being too novelized. Uh, they were obviously trying something different. You know what I mean? You had you had the very stat heavy D and D, and the the open ended kind of story and lore. And I think maybe they yeah. looked at that and were like, "Let's try and make the rules in the lore." And it did not work for me. It did not work for me in any way, shape, or form. But you got to take stabs. You got to roll the dice. You know, That's my f- why you're a trailblazer, <laughs> right? You don't right. have anything else to go. Okay, this guy's doing it this way. I want to do my own thing. Roll lore and rules together. Right. Some people are going to be okay with it. Some people are going to hit their head against the walls with yes. it. Yes. You're not going to know. I mean, nobody knows. Yeah, you You know, you're always, like, you're not, you You got to try new things. When, when I started the Axiom Games LLC, the first game we released was a card-based professional wrestling game. It was not, it, there was so many problems with it, you know? Uh, and it seemed so good on paper, and it was different, and that's why we took that stab. But by the time we were done with dealing with the company for the first time, and that's something we learned there. Like, I don't want to deal with that company anymore, so I switched companies of where I produce my my games. Uh, uh, you know, the card based system didn't really work as well as I thought it would, so we switched back to dice. Uh, it's kind of a learning experience, you know. Um, Jackie then goes on to yeah, she said there is also demons you can play too. I actually did mention the demons. I snuck it in there, Jackie. Uh, but yeah, there's there's also demons and angels you can play. Um, I mean, not at the garage game because Johnny still won't read the book. Come on, Johnny, get on there. <laughs> uh, and then Jackie says, nope, you still have the same run-ons with the books. I'm guessing she's talking about the new ones. It's just, it's just, oh, just, yeah. just, just amazing. But I do want to say thank you to both Jackie and Phil for commenting. We appreciate it. Anybody wants to comment their stuff, we'll try and read them out the next time we do the podcast. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Okay. Well, should we jump into today's, uh, this week's topic? I'm down. I'm down. All right. So this week we are discussing actual play podcasts uh like like you mentioned zach uh that's a good portion i think of the success and the golden age aura that we are in the middle of of living in right now um is is the these podcasts that have come out of people playing these games and having a good time and and kind of showing how the systems work and what you can do with these games yeah so Actual play podcasts, I think, uh, actual play, you, you know, obviously we're going to talk about Critical Role, I think. Um, and while Critical Role is by no means my favorite uh, live play or actual play, I think they're the really the trendsetters that kind of blew it up. You know what I mean? Because we really didn't have these kind of shows or podcasts. Uh, there was 
There was uh, Nerd Poker. I do want to shout them out uh, a while before them with Brian Pussain. Um But there, this was the first one that kind of exploded. It got the mainstream, uh, uh, mainstream kind of spotlight to the point where they've made shows out of it now. You can watch yeah. the animated cartoon, which I watched the first two seasons of. Um, so yeah, so Critical Role was kind of the one that started it, but the actual play podcast kind of exploded from there. We have tons of them. Uh, it's it's impossible to to go through them all uh, with any success whatsoever. Yeah, no, there. You try even looking. My biggest complaint about the whole actual play podcast thing is it's hard to like sort through them nobody has like a good system of figuring out how to categorize systems genre of the game like is it a horror like story is it an action adventure is it an irreverent funny sort of comedy right it's you can't suss through that stuff that's the only like that's my my complaint about this i love these things starting with a nitpick again Uh, i know i know we are I I agree with you on that. I I think that like there have been so many actual play podcasts that I've listened to one or two episodes of, and then been like this isn't what I was looking for, and then moved on to another one. I think that like it's really hard to wade through the the mountain of it. And and in fairness, we're doing this now. Like this is this is something we do on a regular basis. Uh, and we, we produce quite a few of them, actually, yeah. uh, with more coming. So, and yeah, it is very frustrating to kind of try and find what you're looking for. Um, one thing I do whenever, so like, little inside baseball, if that's all right, Wiz. Uh, yeah. Whenever we are about to start a new actual play podcast or live play stream. Uh, so that's, that's how we do it on... On Old Man Gaming, we, we, we have live play streams, which is Astral Drive bi-weekly on Wednesdays, and then we have uh, TMNT, the Sump Gang storyline, uh, that is once a month. Those are live play. We play live in front of you guys. Uh, then we have some actual play stuff coming up. We've got a Doctor Who series that we're working on. We have uh, the uh, a, a, a gothic horror based off our new setting for Single Mop coming up. Um, and then there's a couple of... And then we also have... Our one-on-one sessions are going to turn into that, and we have some more like stump gang side quest nonsense coming your way. But whenever I decide to make a new, whenever we're about to make a new one, I go to Spotify or to well to TTRPG Twitter, and I try and find other actual play podcasts like us or like that. So like when when I decided to do the Doctor Who one. I'm going to give a shout out to this one. Uh, Anywhere But Now is a, is I would say if you search for Doctor Who actual play podcast, it's going to be the first one that pops up. Uh, but Anywhere But Now is a Doctor Who actual play podcast. I wanted to see what they were doing so that I could kind of get a feel for what I should or should not be doing in my Doctor Who thing. Right. We're now going to, exactly. We're now going to be doing the Gothic Horror. I just started listening to the Thorn Files podcast. Uh, which uh, which is an interesting one. Um, another one I just kind of ripped off TTRPG Twitter uh, because there's a lot of actual play podcasts on Twitter. Just go on there on a Whip Wednesday. You're going to find like 42 actual play podcasts to, to pick from. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's how I kind of do things. 
uh, for that. Um, but it, it's very hard to sift through and find the thing you're looking for. And just so everybody knows, Zach is the producer of all of these things that we hear he's talking about us doing, and he does a lot of hard work on the back end of these things. I just want to make it very clear when he's saying he's doing this, he really means he is doing all of this work, which is quite extensive. I uh, I don't know what to do with compliments. Um, yeah, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I I I've come to realize some things about myself, and they are uh, just to get deep. I can't hang out. Like I am, I'm incapable of hanging out with anyone but my wife. Uh, if I'm doing something with you, it's got to be like a game. Or playing game, right? Or editing a game, or something like I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just 42 years. I'm becoming more self-aware. I just, there are times when I go to the garage session again inside baseball. I'm sorry, I keep getting on these digressions, but it's where my brain's going today. There's times at the garage session, which I've talked about many times, which is my live in-person gaming group, uh, that it turns into like nobody plays. And it turns into everybody just chit-chatting. Like, there's a time. Like, you get there at, like, 7, 7.30. And then everybody who's eating dinner is, like, eating dinner. And everybody hangs out. And you start, we start playing between 8 and 9. If we don't start playing by, like, 10, we're not playing. I I can't. I can't do it. And I love all those guys. I consider all those guys my friends. If they showed up at my house and they needed a place to sleep, I wouldn't turn them away. Like that's that's how important all of them are to me. I just I just can't sit there and talk about nothing. I gotta go do something. Like I just have to. It's it's really weird, and it's my fault. Yeah, it's like the minute it hits eleven, and it's just a talking session. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm not giving up sleep for this. I love you guys, but I'm out. You know. I I don't know what it is either for me either. Like I I think it's just my mind is always going to the next thing to do. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to focus on just small talk or chit chat right. or any of that stuff because it, I, I am like, okay, what should I be doing now? Or what do I need? And then yeah, obviously I'm talking with my hands. I just, I gotta have something to do. And Ooh. that's why for me, like those game, like I have to have a game to go to. Maybe, right. maybe we could have a solid conversation about a movie or something where we're really trying right. to figure something out. What the heck was that thing about? But it's got to be something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, record it and put it on the internet so that I can feel like I'm accomplishing something. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, it's, exactly. it's it's tough. It's tough. And I uh, I told my wife the other day, I was like, you should really feel honored. And she's like, why? I'm like, you're the only person I hang out with. She's like, what do you mean? Yeah. She's like, you see your friends all the time. I was like, no, I do stuff with my friends. I hang out with you. I sit on the chair and I watch crappy reality television with you and just accomplish nothing. The only person on the planet I could do that with. Uh, every every other person, it's that. like, yeah, every other person. It's like I'm like my wife too. Yeah. As I was like, I think that's why we're married. Like, you know, all love aside, I think you're the only person that I could literally spend this time just sitting here not accomplishing something, you know? Um, Tales of the, the workaholic nerds. <laughs> that make no money. Yeah. <coughs> um, we're good at pretending. Um, so, do you want to get into what our favorites are now that we've completely digressed off the subject for like 10 uh, straight minutes? I do, I do. Um, ooh, favorites. This was hard to pick favorites for me. Um, okay. 
but I do have a couple that I really like that I wanted to to throw some okay. some shout outs to and kind of dive into what I like about them See, so much. I only have two, and I think that one okay. of mine is going to be exactly the same as yours. Okay, given Maybe what we I know start with about that one, then. Uh, Maybe we should start about that one. I think I know the exact one you're talking about, and if I'm right, uh, that's going to be, uh, of course, two monsters rolling dice. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. They're amazing. I, I want to tell everybody out there, man, that yeah, they're so succinct and good at doing the editing in the back end, and I know that they've gotten into like, I almost feel bad for them because like, when I do all this work on the behind the scenes. And I do do quite a bit of work in the behind the scenes. You're right about that. But at the same time, I do shitty work in the behind the scenes. Like it's the bare minimum to get the stuff out because it's quantity over quality for me. Sometimes I wish I could like sit down with them and be like, just make it less good for like everybody will still listen and you'll get it done two hours faster. Just make it slightly less good. Uh, they edit so well. The dialogue, the story. There is, there's not a moment listening to it where you get bogged down with dice rolls and you still get the dice rolls. There's not a moment listening to it where you're like, okay, we've been in this combat for like 13 minutes. There's not a moment yeah. listening to it where you're in a conversation and you're like, they've been here too long. They are so good at moving that story and editing the final copy. Uh, you know, and not even aside from all the sound effects and music they put into it. I, I was going to say, like, they also layer expertly layer sound effects and music in and it matches the beat to the moment that they're in perfectly you know somebody not just the sound effect size but the music which is actually yeah. kind of tough but somebody draws a gun and shoots the music matches that moment oh um, yeah it's, it's it, that's not easy to do it's like listening it. to an audio drama it's not even like listening to a uh, actual play um yeah. And it's just so good. Not to mention, all those players have just great personalities. They, they they're fun to listen to. Uh, they're personable. They're just they're just enjoyable people that you can empathize with, uh, both Absolutely. their characters and the people in real life. And I I, I just love that podcast so much. I and, and they've gone away. They did a first season. They called it, which I think was something like. Was it like 20 episodes, maybe 30 episodes? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, it was about 30 episodes, yeah. It was good. Uh, and they did the Uncali Valley, which is just all this like fantasy Western stuff, which is another cool thing because there's almost no fantasy Western stuff out there uh, for actual plays that I've seen anyway. And then uh, and then they, they called it because their life got too busy. I think the game the game master had a baby and then they had other stuff going on. Uh, and they've actually recently said on Twitter that they've got a couple of like one shots coming our way, which is really good. But they've been off air for I'd say like four or five months. I think they stopped in November. Yeah, which is always real rough. Um, it's definitely, despite the fact that they weren't able to continue on with the second season. Yeah, it's worth the listen because it's so it's, worth I mean, it's it's just fun. It's a fun, entertaining listen. I can't tell you how many of my my commutes I got through because of those guys. Because my commute was horrible while I was yeah. listening to this. It still and has it a lot of happen. great payoffs, and I, it does. Look, if if you're listening to this and you're not a, a lifelong tabletop role playing gamer, okay, you won't understand. So I'm going to explain it. And the one thing I want to say, 
just on the off chance that any of those people at Two Monsters listen to this show. Uh, first of all, you are the only live play, actual play, any podcast, like listen to podcasts, improvise podcasts, the only podcast in the history of the world that I have given money to. I gave you guys money. It wasn't a lot. It was $5. I didn't have a lot. But I gave you guys money because you, you earned it. The other thing I want to say, <laughs> the, and I've never given money to anybody. Like not on YouTube, not on Patreon, not anywhere. Not because I don't think people deserve it. It's just I don't have it to spend. I gave them $5. That's how good they are to me. The second thing, the second thing is... Um, Look, role-playing games are hard. They're tough. They're tough to keep people going, and they're tough to keep people into. And you shouldn't do it just to do it. And even though it's a podcast, you're making a podcast, you're making a show, if you guys are out there are listening, and you never go back to Uncanny Valley, it was a beautiful story for what it is, and I loved it, and that's okay. How many times have us, as role-playing game players, started something got halfway through it, then the group falls apart, you never finish it. It doesn't make that game bad. It was still fun, it was still great, it was still there. It just means that it's not going to get finished, and that's okay. Like, tabletop role-playing games are like that sometimes. You guys do great work. If you never come back, I will be happy with what you created. Don't get me wrong, I very much want you guys to come back. Like I said, gave you money. But... If you never come back, you you guys have given me hours of joy, like listening to the show, and I actually cried at a couple of moments. I never cry at that shit, and I you guys actually got me to cry a couple of times, man. There was some heartfelt moments in there. There was, there was, it, there was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a good show. It's a really good show. Um, and actually, one thing I'd like to talk about for the the actual play stuff is. A little bit of a divide between sort of the more indie people that are trying to do this themselves mm-hmm. yeah. and like the big production, the guys that have the va- the money backing them to do right. they can maybe do it in a studio or they have the money to get advertising up. These guys, you know, not uh, Two Monsters Mulling Dice, they were the smaller guys. They, you could tell like, I mean, they had their equipment and stuff, but at the same time when they were talking about where they were setting up and how they were getting this going... They, they really put the energy in. They sounded good, but they also sounded like they were people that really wanted to do this. Yeah. They didn't have, like, a corporation sending them money to oh. buy all this stuff for them. They just, they invested themselves. And, well, and I really appreciated that degree of, of, of energy they put into it. I, I am definitely glad that the whole, like, critical role kind of, like, um, kind of like there was this fad right after Critical Role got big where every internet company would also do an uh, an actual play with their personalities when G4 TV was around they did a, a production of a of a uh, an actual play and it sucked in my opinion oh. and I, I think it's one of those things where it's like you don't need to do this that I think the best time that an actual play is good is when is when everybody's there just to play the game and you're recording it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's when it's really fun. That's when it's really fun to listen to. That's when it's really fun to experience. I I think that like when you get into these like super produced stuff 
And actually, that's one of my biggest problems with Critical Role now. They, you can see from their stuff nowadays that they just have so much money and they can do a lot more production stuff with it. And it's almost like, for me, going back and watching them in the beginning and watching them now, it's kind of like, are you guys still having fun with this? You know, like, uh, are you doing this because this makes you money? And don't get me wrong, I understand a job. Don't I, I understand a job. Nobody understands a job better than me. But at the same time, it's taken a little bit of the fun out of it for me. You know? I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, like the a little bit more rougher around the edges or, yeah. or a little bit more energy into the just joy of playing these right. games. Right, right. Um, is definitely valued. And I, I can see that with the Critical Role uh, show 100%. I don't listen to Critical Role much anymore. Um, and there are other shows that I like. And, and yeah. there's a... Um, well, do you have any others? You said you had two, right? I got one more. I definitely have one more actual play that I want to shout out. Okay, what's what's your second one before we we go down another rabbit hole? Because I got a couple that I'm, I... Okay. I, I, it's Roll and Tell. Uh, roll and tell. Seek them out. <laughs> that they're was actually awesome. another one of mine. <laughs> that was another one of yours? The, what they're doing yeah. is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I want to, for anybody who doesn't watch the video game side of my channel, um, that's that's Old Man Gaming, uh, I am very, very into procedural generation. Like, stuff that is unique to you. Like, the video games that are like, here is something completely unique to you, no other player is going to experience. That's the kind of stuff that really gets me. Uh, you know, State of Decay and the, and the procedurally generated characters that you have to keep alive in the zombie apocalypse. I've played so much of that game because of it. Uh, Wildermyth and the procedurally generated story around you. Uh, there's, there's so many of these games that are just so awesome. With that being said, uh, this they have figured out a way to procedurally generate the story for themselves using a ton of different like charts and codes and stuff like that. They play dungeon yeah. world mostly for the characters that and the combat. That's what they play. But then they have just all these source books that they put together with different charts for like, what do we get from fighting the bad guys? What bad guys are we fighting? What are we creating? And what they do is they literally generate the story for themselves. They're not really game mastering each other. They're letting the dice do it and then kind of making the story up as they go. I love Roll and Tell. I absolutely worship the ground Roll and Tell walks on. And I still haven't caught up because it takes me so long to listen to, <laughs> to everything, yeah. to catch up. Uh, but I, I love them. I absolutely love them. I love what they're doing. They're great. And, and I always come back to them. Like, always come back to them. No matter what I listen to other than that, I end up back on them trying to catch up again, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a really clever concept that they have put together here. And, you know, just you know, for a little clarification, with not everybody is 100% familiar with procedurally generated sort of systems, they will have a lot of tables they roll a dice on, they read what's on the table, and that's what we call procedurally generated. You could roll a table and now you're fighting an encounter yeah. because that's what the table says. The um, idea is it's randomly generated, but there are parameters to the randomization. Basically, right. and that's how yeah. video games define it. And and there are various tables, and their scenarios. It's not just a dun a randomly generated dungeon crawl. It is scenarios that their characters mm -hmm. have to role play through, and yeah. they have to use their imagine. They're 
using an imagination and their their system to create a story. Yeah. Uh, that the dice just throws at them and they have to figure their way out through it. Um, well, and like you said, they they did this with so many different yeah. books. They did it with different systems, and it's really so impressive and a clever idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've talked about it before on the 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 podcast. How much of 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 playing role playing games is improv? It's uh, yeah. uh, grabbing that improv part of your brain and trying to work with it, and these guys are literally improving the entire story based on suggestions from books, and it is the stuff they come up with. That's what I like is they end up getting these things that are like just insane, and they have to kind of like try and pull it together to the point where like it makes a cohesive sense, and you get all like this living salamander made of bones that lives in a mountain that you walk through that can change the internal of the mountains like just insane stuff like that um you just you just don't get anywhere else any other game because they're just they're literally randomly rolling all everything up and then making the story based on the pieces that the 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 tables give you and i just it's so good it's the core of role playing in my opinion, it is there is no show out there that better uh, that better shows you the core of of playing a role playing game. Just playing a role playing game because they show you the generation side of things and they show you the improv side of things, and that's one thing that that would be my nitpick about actual plays is they tend to be when they are produced they tend to fail to correctly represent to people who don't play role-playing games uh, what a role-playing game is. Uh, and you just think, oh, it's this story, this interactive story. But it, it, there's so much more that goes into it on the improv side. And yeah. like I've said before, getting to the core of a character. like The idea is pretending to be somebody else, learning what that person is like, becoming empathetic to that person, even if they're not like you, and then playing that person in game this is the core of that it's truly the core of role playing if you watch roll listen to roll and tell it is it is a master class on what the core of role playing is which is like i said here's a character pretend to be that character and get to the core of that character and get to the core of that story you know yeah yeah um absolutely that's a, another really great one uh so we both have we we had two of our, uh, our your, your top Great two were on minds. my list too. Yeah, and and we didn't discuss this before or anything. Like we no. just both really like those no. those two um, <sighs> podcasts quite a bit, and I think it's pretty apparent that you know we have good reasons as to why we like them so much. Yeah, um, we've thought about it, and and that's the conclusion we came to. Um, all right, so I got a couple more. All right, uh, I want to throw out there. Uh, I think I know one of yours. <laughs> it's the uh, Game Master Monday. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Um, there's a couple of reasons why I want to throw this one out there. First off, everything that we've talked about from the other ones is is there for me. There's good production value. These are real people, not a production, not producers telling what people to do <coughs> or, or how they should act in certain situations. Now, it's it's... These, these are real people really doing a game and really enjoying themselves and having an entertaining and fun time doing it. So all that's there. The other thing that I gotta throw out there that I, I love about these things is they 
will go through multiple systems um, at a time. Sometimes they'll have a little arc that's three or four, even five sessions or episodes. And then they'll go on to a new game system. And that one will maybe be a tiny little like uh, a solo RPG or co-op RPG. And it's, it's really quick and fast and it's one session. That is so good for the hobby. Uh-huh. You know, I love that because you get to see these games in action, in play with people who are enjoying themselves. Yeah. And 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 it's it's an entertaining show. So I had to bring them up. They're just a fantastic. Uh, I, I it's really good for the hobby in general. I think just yeah. to have people showing this variety, all of this flexibility within our our great hobby of that what you can do, and doing a show well on top of it is is fantastic to me i couldn't agree more uh it's one of the reasons that i uh you and i have played the one-on-one sessions a couple of times uh so far we've done the last tea shop which was two shows and then we did uh amongst the starlight wreckage uh and then we did we also did uh sunfish sitting there which was a one-on-one we brought in a couple other kind of guest people um that stuff's so important to me because, and it's one of the things that like we've recently talked about, like rescheduling some things and how we do that so that we can keep doing it because it's the same thing. It's like you want to get as much of those games out there in the world, show people those games. Uh, we also tend to play more independent games and Game Master Monday tends to do that as well, which I yeah. really appreciate because they're not just like, here's D&D, here's White Wolf, here's, you know... Mechtown Zeta, like just the big ones, they're showing you these kind of more independent, um, independent games out of nowhere, you know. And I have actually yeah. listened to a couple episodes of Game Master Monday. I think it's a really good show. Uh, it's it's one of those that I I also really like it because I can jump in on something that sounds interesting, listen to yeah. those those episodes, and then walk away from it until something else interesting comes into it, you know? And that's a really cool thing for a podcast because a lot of the actual play podcasts, it's one of my, it's another one of my nitpicks is if you get into one, you're listening to a lot of hours, a lot of hours yeah. of podcasting and I don't always have time. Like like I said, Roland Tell is probably one of my favorites. I have not caught up. I have not caught up. That's Uncanny awesome. Valley... And Two Monsters Rolling Dice was nice because I caught them when they started. You know, they were only three episodes, three or four episodes in when I started listening to them. So I was able to like listen to them every week and stay with them. Whereas the other stuff, it's like usually they're established and they have seasons that you have to listen to to be able to kind of catch up. And that is intimidating. It's so intimidating to like jump in. You know what I mean? It just is. I think that like. I think if possible, because a lot of people like a game, they like characters, and they want to stay with them. I think if possible, every so often you should switch the game. You know what I mean? Like go through a campaign and then switch it off so that that campaign is just this enclosed thing that people can listen to when they have time. You know, instead of like, God, they're putting putting an episode out a week. I can only listen to one episode a week, and there's 52 episodes of Backlot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice to be able to switch off like that. You can show yeah. more of the hobby like that. Uh, it offers more varieties, so people can stay like yeah. a little bit more 
more excited. Oh, what are they gonna do this season? This is cool. Yeah. Um. So there's there's definitely a lot of uh, uh good things that that can come of that just in general. And then you know, um, Game Master Mondays packs that all into one season. Yeah. Um, which is which is a lot of fun. And yeah, you're right. Like. There, there are a couple of podcasts that do that, and I think Two Monsters were even thinking about doing that, switching to another game yeah. if they if they at some point come back, which you know, um, they 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 did a little stuff. teaser on on Twitter, which for like a, a dinosaur thing, which yeah. which I was like, okay, I'm down, I'm all in for yeah. a little one shot. Like if that's what you give us, that's what you give us. You know, you don't have to ever go back to Uncanny Valley. I'm gonna listen to them because they're good. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So I think I think that might just be be that was my big list. That was my okay. list for right. for the, this this one. I think this is a really nice tight show, honestly. I think we're good. I think that like I do want to like just cap off. I think that everything we said here was really useful and interesting. Um Again, anybody out there thinking about doing a one-shot, DM me on Twitter. Uh, you, I will give you a free copy of Single Mod if you want to try it out. Free system. Yeah. It's, it's usually only $6 on itch. Um, but uh, but if you want to play it live, I mean, I'm sorry, this is plugging early, but if you want to play something live on your podcast or something or you want to take a one-shot with a different system, uh, it's relatively simple. It's only 44 pages. It's relatively simple and easy to understand. DM me on fast Twitter. Place game. Fast place, fast place yeah. game. Yeah. Um, lots of energy. Uh, you can play combat heavy. You can play role play heavy. You're just going to be playing it fast and fun. Yeah. So I. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I think that everybody out there can also check out all the ones we do. I, I do appreciate. I think they're a lot of fun to watch. They are in no way, shape, or form as well edited as some of the ones we've mentioned here. Uh, but uh, but I'm slowly getting better at it. <laughs> I, th- I think the Doctor Who series is going to be something really special when it comes out. Um, but Can't wait uh, for that. yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, especially since uh, my brother did a whole bunch of music just for it, like background music. Oh, nice. So uh, so we actually have like a theme song and everything uh, that's not copyright claims. It's great. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I I would definitely say watch here, but but check out whatever you want. Check out any of the ones we've listed here. We listed Uncanny Valley, uh, Roll and Tell, Game Master Monday, and that was it, right? Those are big ones. Uh, yeah, I think okay. uh, I think that's pretty much it. I think those yeah, those are our big ones. All those right, are our favorites. We'll wrap it up then, Liz. All right. Well, um, as always, you can. Uh, catch all of the shows that we do at thewizardsrespite.com. I'm also doing shirts on there and articles about um, pretty much all things CTRPG. Uh, you can catch us both on Twitter. I think we do a fair amount here. You can leave comments on YouTube. And of course, check out Zach's content on the uh, video game side. Of co- There are of course, crossover between TTRPG and, yes. and video game nerds out there. So pick this stuff up. Um, we actually have a show meant for you. you. We're, we're trying to do Baldur's Gate 330, which is me and Phil Billy per, like role playing our characters in Baldur's Gate while we play it. Uh, so it's it's kind of equal parts us riffing on each other and equal parts us in character. Uh, me doing a terrible Irish accent, um, the, pretending to be our characters, which has been kind of fun. It's been really fun. 
Uh, you can check that out. And then we have a ton of, we do reviews. I have a show where I book against another guy in uh, old, uh, in WWE 2K23. I force my game to, my wife to game, who's not a gamer, which is funny because she just makes fun of me the entire time. Uh, we <laughs> even have a kid show where my kid reviews Roblox games. So, uh, we've got a lot of video game content, but we also have a lot of TTRPG content, both already on the channel and coming soon. Uh, so please check out all of those. Um, and yeah, that that's it. That's all I got to, to plug. All right. Well, then, uh, until next time, guys, keep rolling them dice. <laughs>